Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is brought to you by the Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing Americans the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship, American history, American heritage in the United States today. <clears throat> I'd like to welcome everyone to the show tonight. We're going to be discussing the Project 1000, the Appleseed Project 1000, which is this year's project of running 1,000, and I imagine it's going to be over 1,000 events through the course of the year. This has been a major, uh, a major milestone for us. It was just a couple of years ago that uh, that we thought that having 50 events in a year. And I say a couple of years ago because it was just a couple of years ago. We thought that having 50 events in the course of the year was just a huge thing, a huge uh, task. And here we are just a couple of uh, years later and we're doing 1,000. 1,000 events. So this is a major, uh, a major milestone for the project. <clears throat> and how are we doing that? Like I said, we have the absolute best uh, program in the United States, in the world today, uh, for bringing people in to the shooting sports, for teaching them the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship, rifle safety, 
And uh, and I always like to point out that whenever I speak about the Alpha C Project's uh, program of instructing the fundamentals, that that is a far different thing than basics. Basics is uh, the bullet comes up this end, the buttstock goes against your shoulder here, don't get them mixed up. The fundamentals are the things that you'll need to take with you through every shooting discipline for the rest of your life. No matter what stage you're at or where you're at, you're going to need these fundamentals of shooting. And the the program that we have, uh, that we're running, this is not a bunch of uh, skills and techniques that we just uh, pulled out of the air and we said, hey, listen, <clears throat> what if we try this? How about if we try this and this? And let's see if it works. Let's get a bunch of people and experiment on them and see if it works. No. No, what we are teaching are these skills and techniques that have been distilled down through 500 years of uh, firearms usage, billions of rounds, and these are the, uh, the techniques, the skills and techniques that you will have to have in order to shoot your rifle in a competent fashion. Along with that, we have a rock-hard safety program after the two-day weekend event, the the safety-conscious uh, level that we drive into folks is pretty phenomenal. So if you have a range, uh, a group of folks that uh, that you're talking to, or if you have a range and you want to have the Appleseed Project come in uh, and do an event, it's good for you to know that, uh, number one, we have an, an absolutely fantastic safety record. Uh, and also, in addition to that, we have an absolutely fantastic safety program. So after two days, after a two-day event, when we come into your range and the people come through it, they're going to have a very, very solid foundation in range safety and how to correctly and safely handle their firearms. Uh, they'll have a very strong uh, knowledge of the four safety rules and uh, the conditions that need to be met for a rifle to be considered a safe rifle, how to conduct themselves uh, on a range, and how to be a safe firearms user. So uh, there's just no way around it. This is one of the absolute, this is the absolute best program in the nation for that. <clears throat> and how do you get to one of these events? Well, here's what you'll do. You'll go to rwva.org. That's our homepage. On the homepage, look across the top. There's a row of tabs across the top underneath the uh, April 19, 1775 scroll. The second one from the left says Apple Seed. If you put your cursor on that, you'll get a drop-down menu. The second tab down on that drop-down menu says Schedule. Click on Schedule. It'll take you to the page that I'm looking at now. We have a tremendous uh, amount of events that go on monthly, week, every weekend, somewhere within driving distance of you, within easy driving distance, is going to be an apple seed rifle marksmanship event. And whenever you think about going, you go to this page, go to rwva.org, go to the tab at the top that says apple seed, put your cursor on that, you'll get a drop-down menu, click on schedule, 
and it will take you to this page. When you get to this page, <coughs> look for the dates. We have it listed now by, uh, by dates. Uh, each weekend is listed. Look for the date uh, that you would like to attend an event, and then look within that group for an event that is going to be going on near you. And like I said, there, there are a tremendous amount of events. I believe there's 25 events or more coming up this next weekend. And uh, uh, it's like that just about every weekend now across the nation. All right, so if you're looking for an event to go to for the weekend of September 25th, 26th, it starts out in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, followed by San Luis Obispo, California, Glen Helen, California. The Rama, Colorado Ladies Only Shoot is September 25th and 26th. Mayaka City, Florida. Ottawa, Illinois. Marion, Illinois. Duran, Illinois. Atlanta, Indiana. Evansville, Indiana. Oxford, Kansas. Layton, Massachusetts. Hinckley, Minnesota. Princeton, Missouri. Como, Mississippi. Pelham, New Hampshire. Calverton, New York. Gibsonburg, Ohio, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Fredericksburg, Texas, College Station, Texas, Cedar City, Utah, Nine Mile Falls, Washington, Stevenson, Washington, Hubertus, Wisconsin. This is a one-day-only event. That will be on the 25th, the Saturday. Withy, Wisconsin, which is also a one-day-only event on the 25th. And Stinson, West Virginia, that uh, ends the September 25th, 26th weekend, and brings us to the October 2nd and 3rd weekend, which starts out in Coarse Gold, California. Coarse Gold, California. Followed by Red Bluff, California. Gunnison, Colorado. Fort Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Pensacola, Florida. Waco, Georgia. Montrose, Iowa. Waterman, Illinois, Atlanta, Illinois, Columbia, Maine, Fenton, Michigan, Duluth, Minnesota, DeSoto, Missouri, Bates City, Missouri, Ramsar, North Carolina, Lima, Ohio, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Manchester, Tennessee, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, Atlanta, Texas, Proctor, Vermont, Racine, Wisconsin, Beckley, West Virginia, Columbiana, Alabama, starts the October 9th and 10th weekend. Followed by Eureka, California, Sunland, California, Bonfield, Illinois, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Shreveport, Louisiana, Annapolis, Maryland, Canton, Mississippi, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Roswell, New Mexico, Messina, New York, Miamisburg, Ohio, El Reno, Oklahoma, Lobelville, Tennessee, Lodi, Wisconsin, that takes us to the October 16th and 17th weekend, which begins in Buckeye, Arizona, followed by Sacramento, California, Mariposa, California, Piru, California, Corona, California, St. Augustine, Florida, Augusta, Georgia, Shenandoah, Idaho, they got the screen moving too fast for me. Shenandoah, Iowa, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Clinton, Illinois, Wabash, Indiana, Bedford, Indiana, Eureka, Kansas, North Fayetteville, North Carolina, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Boulder City, Nevada, Gibsonburg, Ohio, Athens, Ohio. This is a ladies-only event also. 
Athens, Ohio, October 16th and 17th. Ladies only. Now, if you're a uh, if you're a lady and you would like to go to this shoot, first of all, ladies shoot free. There shouldn't be any reason that uh, if I was a lady that I wouldn't be uh, just picking and shoot choosing shoots uh, all across the nation to go to because ladies shoot free this year. And we could sure use some more uh, female instructors and female any kind of female help because here's the deal with uh, with women is that all of the apple seed women are extremely productive and uh, and by gosh uh, I'm telling you when an apple seed female staff member says something is going to get done she gets it done. That's the problem with uh, the Appleseed female staff members is uh, if you ask them to do something, they're going to actually do it, so you better get out of the way. And <clears throat> whenever it's a ladies-only event, you don't have to worry about uh, a bunch of uh, guys uh, uh, trying to uh, help tell you how to shoot, etc. cetera. Uh, your husband's uh, boyfriends, etc. won't be there looking over your shoulder. It'll just be you and the ladies. So this is a great chance for you to go and get some uh, rifle marksmanship instruction. There's a lot of folks out there doing uh, ladies' uh, pistol, uh, stuff like that. We're one of the few groups that's doing ladies' rifle marksmanship. So Athens, Ohio, October 16th and 17th. That's followed by Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Corpus Christi, Texas, Fredericksburg, Texas, Niagara, Wisconsin, Gordon, Wisconsin, Rainbow, California starts the October 23rd and 24th weekend. That's followed by Glen Helen, California, Azusa, California, Lemoore, California, Mayaka City, Florida, Tacoa, Georgia, Ottawa, Illinois, North Porter County, Indiana. This is a one-day event. This is going to be that Saturday on the 23rd. Cloverdale, Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, Knob Creek, Kentucky, Carrollton, Kentucky, Boaz, Kentucky, Sherburn, Louisiana, Harvard, Massachusetts, Osage Beach, Missouri, Grand Island, Nebraska, Calverton, New York, Anderson, South Carolina, Davila, Texas, Amarillo, Texas, College Station, Texas, Buckingham, Virginia, Castle Rock, Washington, Van Dyne, Wisconsin, Kingman, Arizona is the October 30th and 31st weekend. That's followed by Castro Valley, California, Dulzura, California, Rama, Colorado, Wallingford, Connecticut, Hernando County, Florida, Nampa, Idaho, Lampier, Michigan, Hinkley, Minnesota, Ramsar, North Carolina, Las Vegas, Nevada, Gardnerville, Nevada, Athens, Ohio, Bristol, Wisconsin, and Simpson, West Virginia. That takes us to the end of October. That's a full month ahead, so listen. It took me a long time to read all of those events. Uh, you know, every time I do the show, that's one of the things I really look forward to because when I look at the list of events, when I see them strung out just uh, uh, across the horizon, if you look at these things set up in a linear fashion and they just, uh, they just reach out past beyond view. And that's for this year. 
uh, every the list I just read you next year is going to take twice that long. Why? Because, as you know, the Apathy Project uh, is on track to double every year. This year, our goal is 1,000 events, 20,000 attendees. Next year, it will be 2,000 events with 40,000 attendees. And uh, that's going to put us close, at the end of next year, close to having 80,000 folks have gone through the program. Now, with all these events, we're going to need a lot of instructors. So one of the things I'd like to talk to the folks who are coming to Appleseed events and to the folks that are putting them on is that this is something you're really going to need to keep in your mind. Unless you want to start doing uh, 24 or 36 or 48 events a year, you're going to need some help. You're going to need some help with this. And where are you going to get the help? You're going to have to get them from the folks who attend these events. That means you're going to have to be pushing uh, the folks who attend events uh, to become instructors to help out with the program this coming year. And we needed to be doing this as rapidly as possible. Now, this is not as hard a thing as it seems. Now, uh, I believe that... uh, that a few weeks ago that I spoke to Moggett about this, and uh, we were talking actually on the radio, I believe. And uh, let me see if she's here. I believe she may already be here. Hold on just a second. Let's see if we can get uh, Moggett to come on. Moggett, are you there? Area code 630. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, who is this? This is Steve. Steve, okay. Steve, are you? Do I know you? Are you on the forum? Um, no, I'm not. I'm a first-time caller. I attended the uh, Waterman uh, shoot last weekend here in Illinois, and a friend of ours invited us out. And um, what I wanted to do was to thank everybody for having us out there. Um, we went out as a uh, group of historical reenactors, Revolutionary War reenactors. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Well, great. I'm glad you guys came out there. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. We walked in with uh, fife and drum and the flags waving and uh, got to participate in the shoot. And everybody was uh, pretty gracious, you know, for us taking their time, and um, we appreciated it, but I think it really added to the event. So we had a good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I... I called the folks. Uh, which uh, which unit were you with? What what uh, unit? You, you're with the reenactors. You're not with the DAR. I mean the SAR, right? No, we're not. We're just a group of uh, reenactors. We're Ogden's company of provincial rangers. Oh, okay. Well, I had uh, I had spoken to the folks, and now I can't remember which SAR it was, but I spoke to several of them uh, before Waterman this year, and then. I guess for the last two years, uh, trying to get them to attend events, and every and it's just been my my bad luck that every time I called that uh, uh, I ended up getting they were already booked, but uh, okay. I didn't even know that you guys were, were around. I know that the SAR has a a large group of folks that uh, uh, I don't know if they may even be part of your group or they may be like cross uh, members or something. They have a large group of folks. Uh, uh, that come out to events in uh, period dress 
and they have a big fife and drum group and flag corps and stuff like that. Is that how many guys are in your group? I don't. Uh... We had um, well, let's see. There were eight people in the fife and drum corps, and then we had uh, four uh, soldiers uh, flanking the fife and drum. So it was about a, about a dozen people. Not too many, but enough to make it look good. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate uh, your group's contribution to that because I read uh, uh, the after actions and stuff on it, and you guys, uh, you're one of the things that everybody mentioned. You really made uh, you really made a, a, the show a bigger and better event. Now, tell me that since you did this already and you came to the event. Uh, that this is something that you would consider doing uh, at more of the events, you and your group. Yeah, we've already, well, we talked to a couple of the organizers of the Waterman event, and um, we've already agreed to do that. So we're going to coordinate our schedule. Um, in fact, uh, if I may, um, can I put a plug in for reenactment that we have coming up this weekend? Certainly, man. You scratch our back, we'll be glad to scratch yours. Well, we're having our fifth annual uh, Colonial Fair at Jubilee State Park. Uh, Jubilee State Park is an Illinois state park near Peoria, Illinois. And we'll be having a colonial uh, reenactment that has, well, we have a British stockade fort. We have an Indian village, colonists, French fur traders. And um, we try and, the reenactors try and interpret history. So we won't be there just to demonstrate a battle, but we'll be there for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 24th through 26th, and we'll let people see what it's like to be in a colonial settlement, you know, back in the days of our forefathers, back when the real thing was happening. Well, you know, one of our guys, uh, I mean, an absolute great guy, one of the, uh, the bedrock guys from our organization is named Dave Swinford, cannon man uh, on the forum. He has a uh, an organization uh, must be similar to yours because uh, he goes into the schools though, and I think at last count he'd he'd done almost or he'd had almost a hundred and ten or hundred twenty thousand children had come through the program you know over wow. the last uh, ten or fifteen years and they do the same thing they set it up for a weekend and they have uh, uh, you know they'll have the campsites and the home sites and the uh, uh, blacksmiths, and he has cannons and, uh, you know, a large group of uh, uh, musket uh, folks shooting, demonstrations, food, everything like that. Is that what you all do? Yeah, that's exactly right. Sounds uh, sounds like he's doing the same thing that we do. And it's, it's teaching history. It's teaching about the, you know, lifestyle and, and attitudes and the whole, the whole environment back during the Revolution. You know, and if it wasn't for guys like you, and Dave, and the rest of them, because there's, uh, you know, I've done a bit of research on this, and there's a, uh, I'm not going to say it's large by any means, because it's not, it's certainly not large enough, but there is a large group of uh, period, and I hesitate to call them just reenactors, because what these guys do, like you, like yourself, are not just reenactors, they're not just going out there and dressing up and yahooing, and and playing games on the weekends, they're actually, Helping to maintain a uh, you know a an unbroken line of history and teaching it to as many people as they can. So yes, definitely, uh, our missions uh, you know while not the same, our missions do have a lot of parallels. 
So yes, they do. Anytime that we can help you, you're welcome to call the show. You call the show anytime you want, anytime you guys are getting ready to do an event, and I'll put you on the air here, okay? Well, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I would really recommend any of the organizers for any of the Appleseed projects, especially in the eastern part of the United States, they're going to have reenactors in their area. And to have them come out, uh, especially with, uh, you know, some music and some flags waving, that really adds that connection of history to the modern, you know, Appleseed Project. It's it's really great. Listen, you're preaching to the choir here. I've been... Uh... I've been pushing this forever to get folks to make alliances, not just with uh, with group like, groups like yours, although that is a perfect uh, group to be allied with, but folks like the, uh, the Sons of the American Revolution, Daughters of the American Revolution, all of these organizations that have very similar missions as ours to form alliances with them because we can help each other. Uh, we can even trade uh, memberships back and forth. There could be folks that come to the apple seed that uh, say, hey, uh, I like what these guys are doing. I like the fact that they're that they're helping to teach history, and I don't mind dressing up in uh, in tights and a frilly shirt, and you know maybe be a part of that. So uh, we'll be glad to to help you anyway. And you, like I said, you're welcome to call back any time to put the uh, information out on the show. Now, one more thing that I want to tell you okay. is that we uh, we are trying to put together. Uh, and it's going to come to pass, and it's going to come to pass pretty soon because I'm going to, I'm going to get behind this like a, a bulldozer. And I finally got uh, a good crew of folks uh, helping me with this. <laughs> and that is that, uh, uh, and and don't block this out when you start hearing it. But uh, the Twitter and Facebook is uh, is pretty much how Americans are starting to live their lives, and uh, we're putting together some programs where we're going to disseminate information. Uh, via Twitter and Facebook, etc. And uh, so, if you want to uh, connect your organization to ours, uh, the right now the the two accounts that I can just give you off the top of my head are Appleseed Radio and uh, Texas Appleseed. Uh, and okay. uh, if you want to uh, uh, if you want to publish some of your uh, your events and stuff, uh, will you just hit us there on Twitter, and we'll be glad to uh, recirculate uh, your information. Uh, among our members. Well, that's uh, that's a great offer. I've, I really appreciate that. And um, anybody, especially in Illinois, that's uh, going to be hosting an event and would like some reenactors to come out, um, we'll uh, we'll hook up. I got uh, I got connected to you through um, Pop Hunt from Corpus Christi, Texas. Now, and why does that not surprise me? <laughs> why does that not surprise me? Because Paul Hunt. Is uh, I don't think he's ever met a person that uh, that he wasn't a friend with, and yes, and and God love him because I I do too. He's a great guy, and uh, and, and like I said, that doesn't surprise me at all. And I'll tell him you said hi. Well, now um, we have a uh, we have a website. I don't know if it'd be appropriate to tell you. Yeah, go right ahead. Because people can contact us through that as well, at least for Illinois events, okay. and it's um, it's www.colonialtradefair.com, and and fair is F-A-I-R-E. There's an e on the end, so colonialtradefair.com. 
Okay. And that's our unit. You can see the pictures of our event uh, for the last four years here at uh, Jubilee State Park. You can get a hold of us. And uh, that way we've got a connection now back and forth, and maybe we can keep doing some things together. I'm all for that. Like I said, you're welcome to the show anytime. Anytime you got an event coming, you call in. Every Tuesday night we're live, uh, and you can uh, uh, you can send me a uh, message to the radio station if you can't get get on or something like that, and I'll check okay. my messages and I'll I'll put it out for you. Thank you again right. for what you did, and we're going to be looking for you at some future apple seeds, right? I hope so. All right, thank you, sir. God bless you. And, Thanks for uh, your we'll, time. You we'll, too. We'll see you soon. Okay. Take care. All right. Okay. We uh there we go. We got uh uh all you folks in Illinois and close by, uh I'm sure that most of the Illinois folks already have uh uh have this guy's uh, connection. But this is exactly what I was talking about, what I've been talking about forever, which is make use of the folks in your neighborhood. And most of the guys uh it's not going to take a hard sell. All you got to do is look around. These guys are everywhere. Look at the uh, Revolutionary War reenactors. Last time I looked, uh, it was several million hits uh, of pages for this, uh, including a, uh, a, a several of the large uh, master directors, which uh, which made it easy for you to find what you're looking for. <clears throat> so make use of that. Get these guys out there. Our missions are really close to the same. Like I said, he's been spending a great deal of his time uh, trying to uh, to carry on uh, and promote the history of the American Revolutionary War period, or their American history. Guess what? That's what we're doing, too. All right, I asked Mongit to call in because uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, – we're talking about the uh, Project 1000. And uh, and she has called in. Moggett, welcome to the show. Thanks, Gal. How are you tonight? I'm just dandy. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine too. I think. <laughs> well, well, good. Listen, we uh, we're on track. Uh, I'm not going to say we're on a fast and furious uh, uh, track, but we are still on track. Uh, for Project 1000, right? You've been crunching the numbers. Moggett has been uh, uh, has been running all the numbers. And she developed a, uh, a really uh, she put a lot of work into this. Uh, if you look at the uh, the numbers crunching section at the very top of the forum, uh, she's given a, a breakdown uh, of all of the states uh, by regions, all the states, and what they what they've done so far and where what they're doing. Uh, right now, and what they need to do in order to make this a su- success. And how are things looking, Margaret? Well, uh, some states are looking really, uh, really good. But let me say right, let me say right from the start. Now, I mean, uh, without a doubt, uh, we can do this. There's no question we can do this. Uh, some states are looking pretty good. Uh, some states seem to be a little slow out of the gate. Um, actually, it's Hawkhaven who's keeping the uh, numbers. I'll send it into Spitzstickler for the map. Now, have you guys looked at that map here tonight? Have, have we see, Have we looked at the map here tonight, the Project 1000 map? Uh, I haven't looked at it, but if you'll talk for a second, I'll I'll try and look at it. Because if, if yeah. I have to talk, I'm not going to be able to do it. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, well, the uh, the Project 1000 map, you know, Spitzticker made, made that, and um, if you uh, run your mouth over John Adams down there in the corner, he'll, he's got a little something to say to you. Um, anyway, you go, you go look at the thing, uh, you'll see that um, it looks like uh, the southeast is probably in the best shape. Uh, they need to do only, they need to add another 15 shoots and then they're good to go. Uh, closely followed then by the Mid-Atlantic that he needs to add 22. Uh, the Great Lakes need to add 24 and the Northwest needs to add 28. So you see that, you know, the, the numbers for the whole nation look intimidating. But if you break it down by states and by regions, it's not near as big a as big an elephant to chew. It's just a matter of getting started at it. Uh, and the number of uh, the number of red states is uh, slowly decreasing as folks begin to bring those new shoots online. So, so I think it's looking pretty good. I think we're getting a, there's a good start uh, being made here, and we just got to keep uh, plugging away on it. Okay. Now, tell us how to get to the map there. Okay. To get to the map, to get to the map, the best thing to do is to Go to uh, the forum, the main page on the forum, uh, and the first, uh, let me bring it up here, the first section down is called CTN or Crunch the Numbers, and it has inside it two major sub-forums. One is the numbers and the other is Project 1000. So that map is associated with Project 1000. That's the Project 1000 map, and if you open up that Project 1000 thread, um, the uh, How's the Project 1000 Coming View the Nationwide Map, started by Fred, that's where you can always find a link to the map. Okay. And, I, and So they update it. Every week they update that. Uh, once Hawkhaven gets the new numbers in uh, as the shoots pass through Savage Shooter and all those folks. And they update it every week. But that's how you do it. Okay, guys. Just like she said, uh, you can do that. You can go to... Uh, and if you just want to go take a make a direct route to it, you can go to it just like you would go to a regular homepage, and that's by going to appleseedinfo.org, then add backslash project 1000 backslash, and you'll exactly. see the uh, you'll see well, that'll take you to the map. The map map actually uh, is a very nice piece of uh, of uh, soft work that uh, the guys have put together. And uh, and it actually even has a clock that is ticking down the days until 2011. Uh, the, it, all the way down to the seconds. Days, hours, minutes, seconds. Ticking away. Ticking away like uh, like that heart in the Edgar Allan Poe story, you know? The, the, uh, the telltale heart. So you go and take a look at the map there. You can see how each of the states are doing. And you can see how uh, you can see how much work is being done. All right, but this <clears throat> this leads us to uh, if you think about this, if you think about what's going on now, what we're doing now, then that need, that means that you also need to think about what's coming at us. It's coming at us. the The future is coming at you just like a lightning bolt. So the history is just is trailing behind us second by second. But the future is racing toward us. And our future holds a doubling of the program every year. That means that uh, the Project 1000 is our goal this year. Project 2000 is going to be our goal 
next year. And what we're doing right now is we're we're teaching ourselves how to achieve that. Uh, and everyone should be looking at adding uh, new locations, uh, adding as many events to current locations as are possible, <clears throat> and then forming alliances and interstate alliances between you guys so that you can help each other out in achieving these goals because uh, in most cases, at least right now, it's going to be hard for a lot of states to do it completely on their own. That means you're going to need to uh, to have good working relationships with the surrounding states, etc., so that you can trade instructors uh, back and forth and help cover each other's events. Uh, Texas uh, is certainly going to need some help with uh, with folks in uh, in the coming months. Now, I'm how often does this get uh, updated? Weekly. 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 Yeah, okay. we'll Spit uh, Stickler on the uh, Hawk Haven update work work that out. I see the I see the message go through on Monday evening, so uh, it's updated on Tuesdays, I think. But the okay. uh, Stickler's in the in the chat room. He can tell us if that's not right. So, but that's I think that's right. It's once a week that we update it, and uh, it's uh, set to coincide with uh, the day of your radio show here. Uh, so, if you want to mention it, it, it works well. Okay, so we're doing excellent. All right, then. Whenever you, uh, whenever you are looking and talking about the Project 1000, and there is quite a bit of talk uh, going on about it now, uh, what is the, uh, what would be the list of things uh, that you think that the states uh, need to be doing in order to facilitate reaching their goals? Yeah, you know the thing I think is most important, um, uh, well, most important is hard to say, but I have my, I have my eyes on uh, next year as well as this year, and, uh, you know, next year, 2000, and uh, we'll probably start tracking it uh, early on. You know, we just started tracking this uh, in August right, this right. year, but we'll start tracking it early on, and a key thing that we can do now, Scout, I think, is, is try to get new ranges. Because we can get a new range now, and maybe only get one shoot in between now and Christmas. But you know, uh, have that go well, and uh, then uh, it's not it's not far fetched to to uh, think that the range board might allow us to have three or four shoots there next year. Uh, and all it would take is you know just a couple of new ranges that are willing to do that, and bang, you're up there pretty close to uh, doubling again. You know what I mean? Exactly. Let me, stop, let me stop you right there for just a second because that's one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight. And uh, and there have been several things brought up in the last uh, couple of weeks about this, and and I would like to hammer some of the things that that I've been hammering forever, and and see if we can't get folks to help out with those. And uh, one of those things that we need, and we need this as quickly as possible. So you guys that are listening. What we need from you guys is to contact all of the ranges that you've worked with and all of the ranges that uh, are happy with uh, the Appleseed Project. Get them to write a recommendation letter for us and then get those to us as uh, as quick as you can because we need those, and there shouldn't be any reason uh, that we can't have uh, 
uh, 100 or so of those letters in uh, in the next uh, week or so because I don't know of many cases where Appleseed Project has gone to a uh, an existing range and done an event, and the range wasn't happy. And if they were unhappy, will you send us that letter too? Because uh, we need to know what they were unhappy with and then how we can uh, fix whatever problem went on. But I know of very few cases like that. But we need these letters because uh, that's one of the first things that ranges ask for. And uh, when you go to a range, they, they say, well, uh, we really haven't heard of you, and which is, to me a lot of times seems kind of strange right now because there's very few people that haven't heard of us right now as far as in the gun culture. But there's, there seems to be quite a few ranges that still have not heard about what we're doing. Well, this is a great way to ease their, their worries about us. If we can give them uh, uh, in the portfolio that we send them, if we can give them uh, a dozen or more letters from well-known, respected ranges and, and ranges in their community, et cetera, that say, look, we've, we've dealt with these guys. They are they're, uh, above board. They do a great job. Their safety record's uh, fantastic. They're an asset to the range. Uh, they're not going to try and steal any uh, members from you, etc. They're going to try and uh, help you gain members, uh, on and on. <clears throat> then I think this is going to be a great way uh, to enhance the, the range portfolios whenever we're asking folks to attend. So if you guys can get those letters to us as soon as possible, well, we would sure appreciate that. I'll have to figure out a place to, to collect them at. Uh, where, can, where can they send those, Margaret? Well, that's kind of one of the things. I don't know if you were watching this afternoon, but it's one of the, one of the issues developing is uh, the need to create a, a, a section of our web page where that sort of information is collected and on display. Uh, so that um, uh, the, what we might call the credibility indicators exactly. uh, are, right, there, right. are there on the web. Uh, and um, it just sort of kicked off slowly, I don't know, maybe in the last 48 or 72 hours, starting to pick up steam now because of some stuff that the guys in New York are doing. Uh, Dangerous Old Man, BOM, and uh, B9 are kind of... Uh, behind it, and I just asked them if they wouldn't please make a mock-up of what they would like that web page to look like, ideally. Just a rough one, you know, in Word or in PowerPoint that uh, SCSI could use to get started. Uh, and uh, when we have that, when he has that, he can, he can rough it out, and uh, then we can uh, refine it. But the first thing we want to do with that web page is, is um, you know, get some kind of a mock-up in. But anyway, that's a part of what you're talking about, uh, is putting our credibility indicators somewhere there on the web so that we can point to those. Does that make sense? No, that's exactly right. Because most of the time what the rangers want, they'll want a uh, – Just a, it's not a lot, but they'll want uh, – a recommendations from another range. They'll want to see a uh, uh, like a copy of our uh, 5013C uh, uh, paperwork. Then they'll want to see uh, a listing of uh, our organization uh, as far as uh, just like any other uh, range or organization or board or anything. They'll want to see like a listing of the board members, etc. And uh, and I think that that goes a long way toward easing their concerns, you know, and, uh, and there's no reason we, we can't do that. We just haven't so far uh, because, we've, because we're have because we growing a lot faster uh, 
we're we're physically growing a lot faster than we are uh, organizationally a lot of times. So one of the things, Scott, that that's going to cause. I, I almost hesitate to bring it up, but um, then, then don't bring it up then. Because I trust <laughs> your I I trust uh, I trust you and your your senses. So. Yeah, no. You know, the day's going to come where we have to come out from behind all our little forum screen names uh, because that doesn't lend to credibility. That doesn't lend itself to you know, credibility or appearance as a serious organization. Right. And I, I spoke to, uh, you know, I told you we had the, uh, I think I uh, wrote a little blurb about this, uh, about the AAR after the uh, the radio news coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but one thing I didn't mention was that uh, that she had contacted me uh, and she thought my name was Scout, even though I put it in quotations. Uh, you know, she still thought my name was Scout, and I had to explain to her. I said, you know, I when I when I joined the forum, I'd never been on a forum before. I'd never been on any kind of a thing like that, and I thought that was like a rule that you had to have like a nickname, and it was very it was very disconcerting to me because. I'd never had a nickname before, so I didn't know what to do. Uh, if I would have known, I could have just used my my real name. I just would have used my real name, and and I think that you're right. I think that uh, that that it does make make it look a little uh, a little strange. And although I got no problem with uh, with somebody having that their forum name on their uh, like a name tag or something for them, I think that you're right. I think that. Uh, uh, that the forum names are uh, could probably be a little bit disconcerting to folks, and uh, as an instructor or as a dealing with people, it's it's often disconcerting to me because uh, I can't tell you how many times uh, I've had people show up at events or I've met somebody. They say, "Hey, my name is Mr. So and So." I said, "Okay, no, nice to meet you," and uh, then they kind of looked at me like like they were hurt and. And I didn't understand. And uh, then they say, "Well, I'm I'm so and so from the forum. You've known me for three years." And I go, "Oh, sorry, I didn't, never knew your real name." So. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. And I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that uh, we're all going to shift. Uh, you know, uh, next weekend. I just as you think ahead to those issues of credibility, uh, that's one of the steps that's out there. Um, and if you know rangers that want to know who's in charge and who the movers and shakers are. Um, yeah, those guys are going to have to start using their real names. So. Yeah, well, I like I I agree with that, and I don't see any reason I don't see any reason not to. I mean, uh, I, I would I think I would feel more comfortable just using my real name uh, anywhere, anyway, and it would certainly help me. Uh, now, for every one thousand people I meet, I've got to remember two thousand names. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I can. I write so many PMs and sign them mogs. <laughs> yeah. I get really emails at school, and I start signing those mogs too. And I get emails back. What's your name? <laughs> well, for some of us, for some of us, we're just going to have to bite the bullet, and we're going to have to physically go to court and change our names. So <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to change yours. I'm going to have to change mine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really that's <laughs> well, okay, so that's. Uh, that's one of the first steps that we'll have to do is we're going to have to, to bring on a lot of new locations. And there's, there's a lot of reasons for this. And the very first reason, of course, 
is a very simple one, and that is you want to get more people to come to events, you make it easy for them to come to an event. How do you make it easy for them to come to an event? You have an event close to their house, someplace they don't have to think about uh, the uh, adding $50 in gas or uh, 100 bucks in hotel, uh, etc. That means you've got, to make the, you've got to make it easy for them to come. That means you've got to have ranges uh, in all of the population centers. You've got to have, to have a good amount of ranges spread out through your state in order to facilitate this, to make it easy for folks to show up. A lot of folks don't mind driving 300 miles to an event, but a lot of people do. And, we're gonna have to, and there's no reason we can't make it easy by putting up, getting more locations and making it easier for them to come to an event by getting the events uh, closer to their homes. Okay, so getting more locations on the map, uh, that is, that's going to be probably the first, uh, the first thing that we do in order to facilitate the, uh, the project, the upcoming project 2000. And to finish out the 1000, what else? What do you see uh, as, a, as another uh, goal for the, the program in order to make this a success? I would say uh, targeting the high population areas. So, you know, starting to focus on those ranges that are near uh, big, big, uh, bigger cities or bigger population areas uh, that, you, you know, I mean, you look around the state and say, hey, uh, here near uh, Madison we've got um, a couple of ranges, that's okay. But over by Milwaukee, we don't. Or up by Green Bay, we don't. We don't have near as many shoots around some of the other major population centers in the state. So that, I think, would be I would be the next thing I would look at if I were a state coordinator. Where are my major population centers, and how many shoots can I offer around those areas? And that's just kind of the low-hanging fruit, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Now, and that, I'll tell you, I don't know how it works uh, for every state, but I'll tell you that for Texas, and like I said, this is this may be a unique thing, and it's something I haven't, I really haven't asked a lot of the uh, other states about. But for Texas, here's a problem that we have had with this, and that is the major population centers don't seem to have um, any existing ranges that can handle apple seed, uh, and they actually have fewer ranges, uh, fewer good working ranges than you would think. So the problem that we've had is getting the major population centers, is getting the ranges to uh, allow us to come in because uh, they live and die on their weekends for their weekend attendance, and a lot of them don't have multiple rifle ranges. So for Apple Seed to come in, we've got to shut down their sometimes their only rifle range for the weekend, and the majority of them have been very unwilling to do that. Uh, perhaps that perhaps they'll uh, they would be more willing uh, if we could say you know we're going to bring in a uh, hundred folks every uh, every time we do it on the weekends. Uh, but that's the problem that Texas is running into. Is it possible for ranges like that for you to offer them a one day? And maybe well, Sunday is the light day, then say you'll do a Sunday apple seed. Is that a, is that a possibility? I don't know how you feel about that stuff. I'm just tossing that's it out. A, that's a good question because, uh, and it's going it, to, part of that question is going to get answered uh, this next week because I actually 
uh, you know, I told you guys that uh, that because Appleseed is, an, is a continuously growing, changing beast, uh, that we're continuously molting, and uh, we're, we're every five to six months we're a new beast as far as how people perceive us, etc. And so I regularly contact uh, ranges, even ranges I've contacted before, because of two things. One, because of the that we're changing uh, in the public perception, the amount of uh, folks that have heard about us, etc. And two, because the ranges uh, usually have a annual, yearly, or biannually uh, change in board members. You know, they'll elect board members uh, usually yeah. once a year, and the right. new board members may be more receptive to it. Now, we've got a, a meeting. I'll be doing a board presentation uh, in the next uh, week or two uh, at uh, a major range in Houston. This will be this is the first time we've actually got this far at any of the major ranges in Houston. So this, uh, this is something that I'll find out from them. Now, the one-day events, <clears throat> uh, I, I think it is a good idea. Now, previously we've had the one-day events or the half-day events, and we just called them minis. Uh, and that, uh, for me, that's always been a uh, that's always been a good way to to break the ice. But we couldn't even get them to accept that. Usually, if you if the range won't accept a full weekend, you can say, "Look, how about this? How about can you give us four hours or three hours, and let us come in and run a three-hour program to introduce you to what we're doing." Uh, and then you can open the range back up. Well, you only have to shut it down for about uh, three hours, uh, you know, or four hours, et cetera. Uh, that's something I think to to for folks in the same situation uh, to consider. But yes, uh, I'm completely in agreement with you, and that is catch the easiest fish first. Pick the lowest hanging fruit first. Go to these population centers that have uh, one million, two million, five million, six million. And try and set up events uh, in a ring there so that you can use those folks. Because Law of Averages just tells you that uh, that that's where you're going to get the most fish is right there. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and another, another possibility, Scout, I don't know how it's worked out in Texas, um, but we have tossed the idea around is, you know, in... Um, in some states, there's one guy that seems to be able to get ranges. And where everybody else, you know, is kind of stymied by this, uh, this guy just seems to be, he just he says the right thing to the right people at the right time, and, and he can get ranges. Uh, so for every state except Wisconsin, uh, you know, one of the possibilities is to figure out who that guy is and um, put him on hunting down ranges full time. So right, and that's that's something that we've done here in Texas, and uh, as, as you heard that guy earlier from Waterman talking about, we uh, we elected Pop as our Texas envoy at large uh, to ranges because it seems that he could it seems like he could talk. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to make a joke about it because I don't know how to do that right. Anyway, he could uh, talk just about anybody into yeah, we, we met into Pop a range. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He's a he's a talker, and uh, and he's a he's just a, a good guy at heart, and he believes in the program, and 
and it's hard for folks to say no to him because, like I said, he's very passionate about it, and he believes in the program. <clears throat> and the other thing is is that he does what he says he's going to do. And I think that's one of the uh, – when you talk about having somebody who has a knack for it, I think that's part of it. The other part is is you've got to have somebody that will actually do it because a lot of people say, yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. But out of every 100 people like that, you only find uh, point, uh, uh, 0.5 folks that will actually do it, because I'm telling you, uh, just like anything else, like getting uh, news crews to come out, getting yourself on a radio show, getting people to donate free stuff, etc., the first thing you have to do is you've got to ask. You've got to get somebody to actually say the words and ask, and that is a problem that I think that, that we have, is that we don't have a lot of people actually asking, because the people that are asking, they... Uh, they're getting good answers. The people that are actually going out and asking the ranges, they're getting good answers. So uh, it's not as hard uh, as you think that it's going to be. And then again, the other side is just like you said. There are some people that just have a knack for it. And whenever you discover, when you identify one of those folks within your crew, uh, get all his other responsibilities off of him other than, than doing his 12 events per year. You know, the rest of his responsibilities off him and put him on the range uh, committee. Uh, Pop is one guy, and then we've got uh, Star Fox and Double L and DFW. They're another great team, a man and wife team, uh, that just have a knack for this. <laughs> and uh, and i got to say, without the work that they've been doing re- recently, uh, uh, we might still be uh, squeaking along, uh, and we're not. Uh, I was looking at the map, at the the map there for us, and it says we added nine. Now I know that's not right, but but I don't know how many. I I, I was supposed to look at it this week to see how many the events that we put on there, and I haven't looked. But anyway, they're doing a great job of that. So so I completely agree with that. Also, Margaret, let's get these states to look to to look within their crews. And find that person, that individual, uh, who is the uh, who is their who can be their envoy at large to the ranges. Get him set up with all of the stuff that he needs, all of these stuff that we were talking about earlier: the range recommendation letters, uh, the packets, uh, uh, additional material like uh, uh, you know, like a packets of targets that show what we do, the information. Uh, that uh, about what we do, toss in a, a few extra T-shirts and uh, stuff like that, and get them to start hitting the ranges. And and oh, when they hit the ranges, to have a range book, a range notebook that uh, where they keep a detailed account of what they're doing, so that if they if after six months or a year they say, you know what. Uh, this I thought I was going to like this, and I know I've been doing okay or whatever, but I, I, I want to do something else. So that all of that doesn't disappear with them. They can say, here, here's my book. Here's all the ranges. Here's all the numbers. Here are all the people. Here's the chocolate that this guy likes, uh, you know, or here's the whatever, uh, uh, all the information that can be handed off to the new guy. Now, um, did you mention in the, in the list of things that this uh – range team leader should have, did you mention that he should have a couple of free apple seed certificates with him, gift, gift coupons? Did you mention that one? 
No, I didn't, but uh, I'm telling you, I, I have a post coming up, and I, I sent one to you, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, uh, I think, about this, about the about a free certificate project that I'd like for us to think about. But this, uh, but yeah, the free certificate, definitely. Because uh, if they have any questions, here's the, the best way for them to answer is, is here. Here's some free certificates. Come to the next event at uh, XYZ. There's a listing of all the events nearby. Here are the free certificates. You come and look at us and see what we're doing and, and see that we're good for you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they can give that certificate to anybody um, that, that will, you know, come down and uh, come down and take a look at it. So uh, uh, that's a, uh, you know, if you get far enough that you're in talking to the ranges and stuff, that's a good use for one of those as well. Yeah, um, definitely. What, another possibility here, I don't know if you guys have started to try it yet, uh, is to cut cut a CD of that um, French press report from uh, Waterman and take that with you to show them. It's got Fred talking and it's got people shooting and and uh, things like that. I, I, have you ever tried doing something like that now that we've got uh, all this footage of ourselves? Yes. I, listen, I've got uh, I've got a project that I'm working on right now, and and I. I, I so fervently wish somebody would uh, send me a PM or something right now saying, Scout, don't work on that anymore on your wife's uh, Mac computer that it's hard for you to figure out anyway. Send this stuff to me and let me do it for you. And I would say, okay, I don't really want to do that, but here it is. So, and listen, we talk, I think you and I talked about this either, well, two weeks ago, because I don't think you called in last week, but two weeks ago we talked about this, about a list of things that we need help with. That's a major one, is we need some folks uh, to help us do video editing, because <clears throat> a lot, we're, America's a video society. I mean, that's just, there's no squeeze about it. We are a video society. Uh, the... Uh, the CDs now, I don't know how much they are in bulk, uh, 10, 15 cents a piece. There's no yeah. reason we can't, that we can't print up, uh, that we can't make some good, some really good uh, promo videos, just like you're talking about, and then print up uh, uh, 5,000 of those. And you can't hand those out to the ranges, etc. cetera. Uh, really, any place you're promoting, just like a business card, because... I'm telling you, folks, you can you can hand them stuff to read all day long, and it's never going to be as effective as it is giving somebody something that can pop into their computer and uh, and watch. Because yeah. we have uh, Appleseed has just an absolutely fantastic program. I mean, fantastic. I get folks all the time that come to events here and develop. And I'm talking about from range owner owners to range owners to uh, law enforcement officials, uh, uh, firearms instructors, etc. They come through and they see what we're doing. They come to me and they go, "Man, I never knew it was going to be this professional. I never knew it was going to be uh, this uh, uh, in depth of a program." You know, I'm really, really impressed. Well, they're not going to, they're never going to be able to get that from reading a piece of paper. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to put a CD in their hands that shows what we do. This shows how actually uh, how professional uh, and competent we are at what we do. So 
I'm gonna. I've got my notebook here. I'm writing these, writing these things down. This is gonna move close up, close up to the top of the list again. But the 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 sticker, the sticky, wicked part of this is we got to get that person. We got to get that person uh, who can help us edit uh, the promo videos because it doesn't just go with the ranges. All right, it goes it goes all over in promo. One of the ways it's gonna go is we need. Uh, all of the gun show folks got to have something that's running in a continuous loop on their tables. Anywhere we do a presentation, the Appleseed video should be running in the background. Uh, like I said, we're a we are a visual society. So, <clears throat> okay, Margaret, keep going. Well, you know, another thing I've thought of um, that I would like to see, and this is at gun shows, which seem to be pretty effective up here in Wisconsin. I I know some people don't like them, but up here they seem to be pretty effective because uh, I keep meeting people I met at gun shows on my lines. But uh, I would like to have actually two computers going on my table. On one, I would like to have a silent um, screen, you know, screen uh, um, slideshow sort of a thing. No, no sound or anything there. Maybe even maybe that would be the movie, you know, running without sound. And you know, I would like to have a second one where somebody's telling, somebody who's really good at it is telling one of the history stories. And, uh, and just, I would like to try that out, just as an idea, and see if that, see if hearing that history um, actually gets people to stand still a little longer and, and look at the slideshow. So I was sort of trying to think about how to do that. Uh, or, you know, I could just, I could just, I guess, um, uh, put the put the audio on top of the video of the slide one of spit stick or slideshows or something like that. But uh, so that's one thing that I've I've begun to think about. Uh, but with respect to Project 1000, um, I think once you start to target uh, the ranges around the big cities and start to ramp up your promotion to take uh, take advantage of those big cities. Um, the next place you want to do is, is look around your state and see where any uh, unseated areas might be. You know, we we know here in Wisconsin that there's some areas up north we haven't gotten to, and and so we need to we need to start working on that. So I would say that's the next thing you do is uh, once you hit your promo your uh, major population centers, uh, you start looking at any place around the state that's low on seeds. Uh, have right. you guys got Texas pretty well covered, or are you still have places you need to go to? No, we actually have uh, a big gap heading out west, and uh, we're trying to close that in now. We have a, a gap out west, and then another gap. We've managed to jump across the border into Louisiana and uh, get the uh, events running there. But now we need to run the eastern uh, areas of Texas, and uh, like I, we're opening up in Dallas Fort Worth and it's, it's that has come uh that's come on really fast thanks to uh Star Fox and Double L that's their forum names and uh that's working out well but we still need additional areas now we do have uh let's see I was looking at the the list that came on tonight 1 2 3 4 one, two, three, four, five new ranges coming online uh, in the next, uh, probably the next four weeks. Uh, and that they will have events before the end of the year. So that's five new locations in Texas. Uh, they're not as evenly spaced out as I would like, but 
but there will be five new locations uh, coming on. Now, in that uh, in that same uh, in the same thread where I was uh, talking about the uh, the news uh, coverage. Let me say real quickly that the news team came out uh, this weekend to Davila, Texas, and did a uh, did a, uh, a filming, interviews, and stuff like that for uh, ABC News in uh, Dallas. And so it, she told me that it should be ready uh, and should be running Thursday night at ten o'clock on the ten o'clock show. And uh, she also said, like I said, they were taking they took I would say probably twenty hours of. Uh, a video and 12 hours or so of audio, and uh, I asked them at the time. I said, "Why, you know?" I said, "I'm I'm surprised that you guys are running so much tape and stuff on this." I said, "Because normally, you know, we you do all of this and we get 60 seconds out of it." And uh, she started laughing. She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "Normally that is the case." She said, "But the the higher up said that they want this to be an extended segment." So I was happy about that. If it turns out well, then she said we should get between uh, seven and ten minutes, and uh, and then it will also be available in uh, streaming from their website. And uh, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask the guy about it, but I was going to ask him uh, if we could use, if if there would be some way that we might be able to use some of his video because it's all uh, he's an award-winning photographer, I believe, from Indiana, and. Uh, uh, and he did a lot of great video uh, of this weekend, so maybe we can use some of that. I'm not sure. <clears throat> anyway, in that thread, uh, one of the things that I, I believe I posted right before I came on was that it seems like it's going to be a lot easier for us to get uh, regional or local, you know, state-level news coverage. And uh, I, th- I don't think it will be hard to do this. So what I was proposing is to uh, is to start identifying uh, those areas where we have, where we seem to have a reduced, uh, a reduced program. Uh, you know, some of the, the different states where we have reduced programs, and where, and where, if we talk to the individuals there in that area, when and find out that it's not just because of a general malaise that uh, that's occurring. And I know that there are some areas that are like that. You know, there are some areas that it doesn't seem like anything is going to get through to the folks unless it's. Uh, Unless it's football or basketball or stock car racing or something like that, but uh, if there are some areas where it's simply just the word is not getting out enough, then perhaps we can target those areas for news coverage and uh, get the the local news groups to agree to come to an event, set up a really uh, uh, you know uh, a regular uh, whiz bang apple seed event and get it on the news in that area to see if we can't boost attendance that way. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, as you were talking about on that thread, um, keeping in mind you know, that April is coming, uh, we're soon to reach that time of the year where all of our work starts to bend toward April, and we start counting down to see if we have enough green hats and enough ranges and all of that sort of thing. And uh, uh, our efforts um, to, to get these news cameras, uh, the news folks, news people to our sites uh, kind of ought to bend in that direction as well. When they come out to visit us, we have to start talking to them about April, I would say. Well, you think so? Exactly, exactly. And I, 
I don't know if you read that that post I put on there, but that was one of the things that I addressed in there. And yes, the our April events that's kind of like a uh, that's kind of like an apple seed. Uh, at least the power of it is kind of like an apple seed, you know, black hole, kind of dragging everything uh, uh, into that date, into that period there. And uh, and what I'm hoping to do is that if we increase the news coverage, and there shouldn't be any reason that we can't, because we're a newsworthy program, and we can we can use the news coverage that we have to leverage other news programs to uh, to take advantage of the fact that we are newsworthy. And then at the same time, each time that we uh, that we get coverage, then we should be mentioning, no matter when or where it is, we should be mentioning the April 19th events, the upcoming April 19th events. And they should be mentioned in such a way uh, that that it's uh, that it's like it's ridiculous if they don't already know about it because uh, this is a uh, you know a nationwide well-known phenomenon. Uh, it's even known now in foreign countries. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Foreign countries are aware of this. <laughs> yeah, so each each uh, each event, I mean each each time when it gets covered, it should always be tied back. To that, uh, to the April events, because I don't know what uh, uh, I don't know what the official word is yet, but I'm I'm almost positive that we're going to be looking at uh, 200 plus events for the the weekend. Yeah, it's 200 events, and I think it's the 16th and 17th of April, the weekend before the 19th. Uh, so 200 200 shoots, um, new T-shirt, I think. New special April 19th T-shirts you can only get on the on April 9th on that on that shoot. Um, some of the extras I think might be prizes you know used as uh, prizes the rest of the summer. Uh, so um, it should be that should be a lot of uh, that should be a lot of uh, of fun uh, you know just just get people sort of thinking about that. The thing about the April shoot is it sets the um, it's like when you run a race, you have to do your best at getting out of the blocks, you know. If you get out of the blocks slow, then you're, you're kind of behind it, uh, right from the start. Our right. April event is, is us getting out of the blocks for our big summer session. And we have got to come out of that as smoothly as possible and as fast as possible. And that publicity can't do anything uh, but help us with that. Uh, the more we build it up, the more we talk about it, the better our summer is going to go, I think. Right, and this year, what I'd like to see is uh, is like at least a uh, a ten percent coverage of the events. That means that uh, that we get twenty of the events uh, covered by news, radio, etc. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 newspapers or something like that. That's right. a good goal. And, uh, and I think that we should also be working towards having, uh, uh, towards structuring our uh, our scheduling, etc., so that when we hit the April 19th weekend, that should be the point where we have at least 50% of the year's goals met as far as scheduling. You know, we should have. Uh, I mean, we're. If we're already running a year ahead, we should uh, we should be using the April nineteenth 
uh, weekend uh, as a uh, uh, kind of like a, a goal date, so that by the time that we hit the April nineteenth weekend, we should have at least fifty percent of the year already done, already on the books by then. Uh, you know, if not more, but we should have at least fifty percent of the year done uh, by April. And you know, you know what that means, Scott. What we have to do here is uh, January, February, and March can't slip past us anymore like they did last year. Exactly. Somehow exactly. we have to get the ranges moving uh, to give us shoots in January, February, and March. Um, right, and even if they even if they won't give us a ton of shoots by January, February, and March, now a lot of ranges won't schedule. Uh, before January 1, because that's just when they open the books for scheduling. But listen, by the time they hit uh, January, February, by the time we hit April, there shouldn't be any reason that those ranges that we haven't already applied for and, uh, and gotten confirmation of the year's events, of all the events that we can have that year for that particular range. It should already be done uh, by that. Uh, I mean, we shouldn't be waiting and saying, well, maybe we can get one later at this date or we can put one later on. Uh, by then... By the January, February, March, uh, in those months where it seems like we're having difficulty getting folks actually out to the ranges in some states, there's no reason that they can't use that time to make sure that their schedules are already set up rock solid and that the events for the rest of the year are already pre-planned, laid in, and, uh, and have already, they've already begun to make sure that they're staffed. Yeah, that's, uh, and that staffing is going to be a... Uh going to be a challenge as well. I'm thinking well, staffing, staffing is going to be a challenge, and and recruitment of instructors uh, is going to have to be, you know, a main goal uh, for each of the shoot bosses at each of the events. And I know that a lot of people talk about it or, or mention it, et cetera, but it's going to have to be pushed. And, and I mean that... Uh, that you should be able to start as a shoot boss, you should be able. To, you should be looking at the folks uh, that come to the events. You should be watching them, the folks that are that are eager to help out, who are saying, "Here, what can I do to help?" or, or uh, you know, who are uh, who are already helping. Uh, they should be immediately identified, and you should be starting to gently move them toward uh, toward becoming an instructor, and. Uh, we're going to have to aggressively recruit for instructors. It can't just be a uh, – it can't be you sitting there waiting for somebody to come up and ask you if they can be an instructor. You need to tell them uh, at the get-go that, look, <clears throat> this is a program. This is an all-volunteer uh, grassroots uh, national program that is going to require the effort uh, and require – uh, for you all, for all of you folks who are volunteering here, uh, to become part of the program in order for it to succeed, and making sure that people know that we need instructors and we want them to become part of the program. And I know that this seems like a very, uh, uh, you know, a very uh, evident kind of thing, but I, I got to tell you too that I've been to events where I didn't hear it mentioned. So. Everybody's yeah. going to have to get on the ball with recruitment. They have to be aggressively recruit. A lot of people want to become instructors, but a lot of people are not going to unless you ask them, unless you directly ask them to their face, look, we need some help, and I think you'd be a good person to help. 
You seem like you know what you're doing. You seem like you're motivated. You seem like you want, you're looking for a place uh, where you can help, uh, uh, you can become involved and, and help with the uh, maintenance of the nation, with safeguarding the, uh, the, the freedoms, uh, the liberties, the rights of our nation, uh, a way for you to help pass on the tradition of rifle marksmanship and the history and heritage uh, of America, and I think that you would be a great person uh, to help out the organization and, uh, and let them know that they're needed. Uh, let me ask you a question here. It's an idea that we sort of tossed around uh, up here in Wisconsin. What do you think about doing the AAR while you're, you know, the, the AAR Saturday evening uh, uh, there on the range and then uh, seeing if you can get some of the shooters to come to dinner with you? Do you think that would be helpful at recruiting people? Oh, no. That is a, that's a great idea. And it's one that... Uh, it's one that we've done uh, on several occasions. Uh, I've invited uh, I've invited folks who, uh, especially like on Saturday night, <clears throat> I mean Saturday evening, folks yeah. that uh, and on Sunday too, you have folks that say, "Hey, what can I do to help? You want me to help take the target down? You want me to help do this? I'll pick up the trash, etc." Great, yeah, no problem. And then uh, and I say, "All right, let's get together. We want to have a uh, you know a quick meeting here about the day's events." And then the guys. We'll start to walk off and go. Hey, hold on. I said you, you're welcome to come over here and listen. Said, There's no, we're not telling any secrets or anything here. Come on over and uh, and listen, and you'll you'll see how we run this thing. And uh, they do. And any time you do that, any time you make the program inclusive instead of exclusive, that means instead of saying uh, you'll have to leave now because we need to discuss some stuff. And I don't mean discuss. Uh, I'm not talking about the like the uh, internal after actual report or the internal uh, briefing that you would do. What I'm talking about is in, including them in, a, in an overview of how the day went, et cetera. And uh, you can do that on Saturday, and I also do it on Sunday. On Sunday you have the benediction, then you have the cleanup. And you'll get, uh, a lot of times you'll get over 20% of the attendees that want to help with the cleanup, help to take the target down, et cetera. And these are the folks that, that you should immediately identify as uh, prospective uh, instructors. And they don't have to be just instructors. You can make sure that you let them know that they don't have to be instructors. They can just be uh, Appleseed staff. So we, we've got just as much staff uh, positions opening up as we have instructors now. But have them uh, include them uh, in the, uh, the end of the event briefing or, like you said, at the, uh, the dinner on uh, Saturday evening, include them in the dinner. I don't know how that would go how that will work as far as uh, the financial part, I guess we can talk about that later. But it's certainly uh, an excellent idea because the more inclusive you make it, the more they're going to feel part of the program. The more they feel part of the program, the easier it's going to be for them to realize that there is a place for them in the program and to make that commitment, to make that step forward. Yeah. Um, now, do you guys have an instructor wrangler down there in Texas? Yeah, we have uh, Ashut does it up here, and he uh, he keeps pretty close tabs on people. You know, tries to move them through their uh, progress checks and stuff, which is a big help in um, dealing with instructor instructor attrition. You know, the fact that we give out uh, twenty orange hats and a year later we've only got three left. 
Right, and exactly. Is really exactly. Well, what we've done here, and what we've done in Texas, what we're doing right now is we have, I've just got a, a new guy. Uh, I say a new guy. He's, uh, he's new to this job. But he's helping me with, uh, with what we are calling the Texas Instructor Program that we're setting up. And uh, that is one of the things that it's going to address. It's going to, uh, it's going to try and smooth out the whole, uh, the whole trail of how you become an instructor and make it, uh, in the past, it's been very aggravating because uh, folks get there, uh, they, they become an instructor, they get their orange hat initially, and if they didn't go to an RBC or an IBC, they got to do it on the trail. And even if they went to an RBC or IBC, there is still uh, a lot of uh, questions that they need answered. There's still a lot of uh, information that they need to get. And uh, he said he's helping me set up a program where, uh, first of all, we get everybody on the same page because there's been there's constant uh, aggravation with uh, new instructors not uh, or feeling that there is not a consistent or homogenous training program that uh, uh, that their needs aren't being met in one way or another. Well, he's he's helping us set this up, and it includes a a video. Uh, training school, like an online campus that we've already started up now, that is going to help them or ease them through the training portion of it. And uh, now there's also another thing. I guess I can go ahead and discuss this now real quick, or just hit it real quick, is that uh, one of the things that we're starting here, and it would probably be a good idea for us to do it everywhere, is uh, as far as for quality control, is that we're we're issuing instructor logbooks. And with an instructor logbook, what happens is uh, because there are so many instructors now and uh, you get a instructor that comes on and uh, he needs to do uh, a, a large number of things. He needs to call the line, do the safety briefing, do all the history, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard, unless it's been an IBC or RBC, hard for uh, some of the senior uh, instructors in Red Hats to be able to tell what this person's been doing or, or how they're doing it, etc. Well, with the instructor logbook, what he does is every time he does uh, an individual a certain thing, every time he tells the first strike of the history, every time he does IMC or uh, NPOA, etc., then that particular section of his logbook gets signed off on. That means that... Uh, if uh, somebody does the uh, uh, IMC here, and I see the instructor do it, he's going through his uh, his uh, three or four uh, PC, then I sign off. Yes, uh, he uh, he passed the IMC. Needs additional work on such and such, or passed it with flying colors, etc. Now every time he does uh, a certain section of instruction, wherever he's at, he gets that logbook signed by whoever sees it. And this does two things. One, it makes sure that somebody is monitoring uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it. And two, you know, we do have we. There is always the uh, the the possibility of folks not wanting to not pass somebody or or uh, or let somebody come through somewhere uh, uh, 
when the maybe the material wasn't done as much as as good as we'd like to see it. Now I know this isn't a big problem because our guys are very professional, but it would also stop that too because uh, if uh, instructor so and so does an IMC that's not up to snuff, and I sign off on it and I say, oh yeah, his instruction was great. When he goes when he does his IMC at the next place, and they see it and they say, man, that wasn't uh, that wasn't very good, and they come back and they see that I signed off and said it was good, and all those trails point back to me. So that's a, I think it's a good way uh, to keep uh, a record of how folks uh, are doing with their instruction, uh, how good they're how they're doing with their presentation. You can also make notes to the person inside the the logbook saying, uh, "Great job on this, but you need to add uh, a little bit more here." or you need to work on your second strike presentation, et cetera. So that's, uh, that's one of the things that are, uh, I don't know if you'd call him instructor wrangler. I guess that's maybe what we're calling I'm calling him the uh, instructor trainer and the instructor trainer program that he's setting up. Yeah, those are, uh, those are good ideas for keeping, keeping instructors uh, moving along because, uh, I mean, that side of what we do is as important to our Project 2000 goals as uh, as getting wages is. I mean, that's that's at least as important as uh, getting those wages. Listen, can right. we take a can we take a break from the Project 1000 stuff for a second so I can just talk about some of the projects, other projects that are going on? Is that okay? Yeah, oh, definitely. And listen, guys, if y'all are trying to, somebody's trying to talk to me. Uh, there were a couple of people that tried to contact me uh, uh, on the chat, and uh, and I was trying to answer a question, and and my fingers touched some unknown button, uh, which sent me to a page uh, called Puppy Developmental Training, etc. From the chat site, and now I can't get back. So if you're trying to if you're trying to talk to me on the chat or you think I'm ignoring you, I'm not ignoring you. I can't. I just can't get back. I'm. I'm going to keep refreshing it, but uh, I can't get back right now. All right, Margaret, go right ahead. Let's uh, let's hit some of the other well, high points that you want to talk about. The first thing that uh, I think it, it just kind of excites me. I'm kind of it kind of cool is uh, Fred. Uh, Fred let us know that the winter seed patches are in. Did I assume you remember when we, we uh, showed folks that winter seed patch with the icicles and the snow on it, like about six right. weeks ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, those are for real. They exist now, uh, which means that they'll be able to go out in the shoe boxes uh, starting in mid-October uh, to be used between November and March. Uh, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what's What we're sort of talking about is... Um, Maybe not issuing them at every single uh, seed, uh, you know, from November to March, but at the discretion of the shoot boss. So if it's um, if it's ugly weather, you get you get a uh, you get a winter seed uh, patch. And of course, that would be ugly weather um, depending on where you're at. Uh, I don't know that you guys get a lot of snow down there, uh, but you still have your cold and rain, and so that would be the time that the shoot boss would pull out those winter seed patches for folks. Uh, and if it's, uh, if it's you know, uh, it's up here in Wisconsin and it's 45 degrees and sunny, uh, why then it would just be a normal rifleman patch. Uh, it makes me laugh, you know, because 
we'll all be checking the weather all week to see if we're going to get snow or rain or something so we can hand out the cool patches. <laughs> that would be, be odd, you know. Normal people check the weather and go, hey, it's going to be ugly, oh, no. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, the cadre is going to be going, yeah, it's going to snow. We can get those apples, those ugly, you know, those icicle patches out. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I was well, uh, so anyway, those are for real. Uh, Malin wants a spit stickler now. Press Malin wants a spit stickler so he can uh, take a picture and get the web page going for that. Uh, so uh, that should uh, that should be popping up here. Maybe maybe uh, not with next week's show, but might be the week after that. Um, depending on how busy poor spit stickler is, I wish we could clone him. Uh, and then now, uh, Big H, I don't know if you know him, but he's a mover and shaker in Pennsylvania. And uh, he's got a really good idea, still in, the, uh, still in the formative stages, still in the working on it stages. But his idea is, uh, is, uh, his idea is let's hold an adaptive apple seed uh, for some of the wounded soldiers at uh, Walter Reed. And uh, so they would, uh, they're working on using a range there in uh, Virginia or Maryland. I think, I think the VA shooter might be uh, going to head that thing up and uh, uh, would take quite a few instructors because all the shooters would uh, need a lot of attention. But, um, right. Case, and we've got, we've got the, uh, we've got the huge group here and a huge, because, uh, uh, the the facilities at Hood. I don't remember if you told me if you'd ever been cycled through there or not, but uh, if I've you been have, there, but I wasn't stationed there. All right. Well, you you know that uh, uh, that the the VA and uh, and stuff here is huge. Now we've already spoken to them, and they are willing, more than willing, to partner with us on on this project. The only reason it hasn't gone any farther than that right now is because is because I can't spare a single minute between now and December uh, in order to meet the quota of uh, of shoots that we have to make. So it's on the schedule for the beginning of the year of uh, 2011, and that is partnering with the the groups there and trying to get the the program of the the adaptive apathy program off the ground and running then it's just uh it's just uh trying to find uh trying to trying to find the time and the instructors to do it because like you said it's a very uh, instructor intensive uh type event yeah uh but you know it has a lot of uh, it has a lot of potential, enough to, enough to make it a really good idea if we can pursue it. And I'm sure there's other folks who uh, have, you know, those sorts of opportunities. So I just toss that out there. I'm, I'm not sure who, who will get it done first or, or how we'll exactly get it done. But I expect that that's one of the things that will happen. If it doesn't happen uh, uh, before December, I'm sure it's one of the things that will happen next year. We'll just put it on our list of things that must be done. Right, and you know, I don't know how much. Uh, one of the things that we've been talking about is that there is, uh, we're a, we're an all volunteer nonprofit, 
but there is money available to assist in this. So uh, that's one of the things that we're we're kind of trying to to work out is uh, is how we can make uh, how we can fit in to be as uh, as helpful program as we can, and we can have how we can supply the or we can help supply the needs uh, of these folks, and that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's just uh, it's just having enough folks to do all of the things that we would like to do right now. It's it's, uh, it's uh, quite a deal. Um, let's see. We are also. Um, Gearing up to uh, announce, I think, that veterans are going to shoot free from here on out. Uh, starting to get, uh, starting to put that stuff together. So uh, that's a, and it's not from here on out. I think, I think it's going to be. I don't remember what. You're here to the end of the year for now, right? Isn't it? Um, I think it's actually going to, it's actually going to come earlier than that. I think it's going to come not later than the first of November, but I'm not sure. But uh, you know, I think that's good. I think that's good news. You know, you uh, you punch into Eventbrite and you pre-register for free, and then you bring uh, you bring your retired ID card or you bring a copy of your DD214, and, and you shoot free. Excellent. Well, I'm looking for that happening, and uh, so we'll see a, a more formal rollout and presentation of that coming pretty soon here. Uh, well, so the the uh, did. Uh, did Hoover speak with you about the uh, the conference call that we had with the uh, uh, Texas not in, company? Not in a lot of detail. Yeah, not in a lot of detail. I just knew that it went okay. That uh, it occurred and it went okay. Is there something you uh, you want to talk about here? Well, uh, not really about any of the details of it. Other than this is a would be a place where I'd like to make a pitch again for uh, for folks and let them know that we have there's a lot of jobs that we need assistance with, uh, besides instructing. There's a lot of folks that, uh, who enjoy the program but really have no desire uh, or the time to fulfill uh, the instructor's responsibilities, all right? That's fine. We have a lot of other jobs that we need help with, and a great number of those are in IT, so uh, they can be done uh, in the comfort and safety of your own home uh, at any time of the day or night, uh, in your underwear, etc. So that is an easy way uh, for you to be involved. And uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned earlier, we need a lot of uh, uh, video editing. Uh, we need uh, uh, audio <laughs> editing. Uh, I think I talked to you guys either last week or week before last about the fact that we have uh, quite a few uh, radio stations, not just uh, blog talk. There's a lot of blog talk stations, and there's a lot of uh, regular talk radio AM stations, etc., that are willing to start running Apple Feed promo spots. We just need some folks to help us put these together. So if you uh, have any experience with this, we could sure use that. Not only that, but we have several big-name folks that are willing to help us uh, by allowing us to have, uh, like there's a very big-name person, uh, that I'll talk to you about later. Uh, but there's a very big-name person who is uh, who has offered to give us our own television station 
uh, on his uh, on his website, and he has some major television programs that he runs, willing to give us our own television station so that we can run the Appleseed Television Channel. And that uh, you know that would be a uh, you know a on demand uh, place where you could go to watch uh, Appleseed uh, programs and. Now, this isn't something that's going to happen uh, next week or next month, but it's something that's never going to happen unless we get folks to start uh, working on it. So we need some folks uh, to do video, to do audio, film work, uh, et cetera. And then uh, we need, uh, we've got a whole list of jobs that we could use help on. If you have any amount of time, I'm talking about if you have just five minutes, uh, a day that you can help, to, that you could devote to uh, uh, to helping out with the program. Then we have five minutes of work that we can uh, that we can shoot your way. And don't think that don't think that this that five minutes a day is a small thing. Listen, five minutes a day is a big thing. Uh, if we had uh, if we could get five minutes of work a day uh, from our eight thousand members, uh, you know we could double. We could probably. Uh, double by the time that March rolls around, we could double uh, our numbers in attendance, etc. Uh, that's how important five minutes a day is. So, if there's any kind of job uh, or any time you have that you could uh, that you could devote to the program, then we are willing uh, we are willing to take that. There's also uh, a chance for you right now to get in on the ground floor of the Appleseed uh, project to become a uh, what could be uh, a, a leading uh, member as far as uh, leadership in the program. You know, we have a program uh, where you can start off in, uh, you know, in the lower levels and work your way right up to the very top and become, uh, you know, a, a national leader in the program. But it's going to take a little bit of work, but, but this is a chance for you to do that. Right now, uh, you can get in on the ground floor. It, it's easy. All you have to do is volunteer and then start working, start producing. And uh, and you could end up uh, right at the top of the leadership in a national program that is very soon going to have millions of members. So let me uh, let me just ask again that uh, we've got plenty of jobs open and some we need immediately. We need uh, folks that can produce uh, radio spots, folks that can pr- produce 30-second uh, uh, or 60-second television spots, Folks that uh, would be willing to work on uh, producing uh, uh, Appleseed videos, and like I said, we're you got a, a chance to get on the ground floor and and be part of the crew that is putting together uh, an Appleseed television station. So uh, these are things that are that are there waiting for you to walk up and say, "Can I help with this?" Yes. Can I can I take the lead in this? Yes. So. Don't wait. Don't wait till somebody else uh, has already taken the leadership position and uh, and put you out of a job. All right. Get in touch with us now and uh, let us know that you would like to be a part of this. All right. That was my that was my my pitch. And you know, uh, we really do need people with those kind of skills really bad. But I have some jobs where, that are uh, much more quotidian. Uh, we are about to um, break out the uh, frequently asked question page uh, for our instructor-only website. 
Uh, I have uh, broken the questions down into groups uh, by topic, and uh, it's about time to start knocking the answers out. And uh, I have like six pages of questions now, so you know it's not it's not an FAQ page anymore. It's really an index of um, need to know information for Appleseed. But anyway, what I need is folks who are willing to take a first cut at answering those questions and who might be willing to take five or six of them, uh, knock out the answers, uh, write down where they think they found the answers, uh, and send them back. You know, maybe, you know, maybe answer me, answer, I don't know, four or five or six over the course of a week, uh, send them back to me, uh, and then uh, we can get the editing and the final drafting done you know all the all the <clears throat> happy wordsmithing uh, done uh, much easier than uh, much faster than we can knock out those answers cold all by our, all by ourselves. So if there's somebody out there listening who has uh, some time on their hands uh, at home who could uh, take five or six of these questions and research the answers and tell us where they found them and why they think that's the answer, I could really use that kind of help too. Okay, and uh, uh, like we talked about last week, uh, this week I'm going to try and get Ishi to do her three strikes uh, for the radio show. And uh, right. this this may be uh, we I've spoken to her about this by uh, by PM. And uh, what we may do is go ahead and spin up another of the radio stations that I that I set up so that. Uh, uh, so that it can be an on-demand station uh, for instructors, much like the instructor-only webpage. It, it will be, and I think that we can place it on both of the radio stations. But uh, but I want to make sure that uh, that we have her doing it on the instructor access radio station. And then Ishi is going to be handing off the ball to another uh, instructor to do his or her version of the three strikes. And then after that, that person would need to be able to hand off to somebody else so that we can, uh, so that we can get a good uh, number of these stories down because uh, that's another part that, or another uh, question that I get from the instructors all the time is how can I, how can I learn how to tell these stories? And there's no better way to learn how to tell the story than to hear the story told. And uh, I'm sure that any of the any of the instructors telling the story would love to have you uh, use their version uh, as a template for yours. So this week, uh, like I said, hopefully this week uh, I will get Ishi to uh, to record them, and then she is going to. Uh, to set it up so that the next person, she'll hand it off to them and they'll record them. And they'll record, and then we'll continuously record uh, these folks doing this. Along with the three strikes, what we'd like to do is get you guys to start identifying folks who have a really good uh, NPOA discussions and IMC uh, discussions, uh, six steps uh, to firing the shot discussions so that uh, we can get the audio for them and get the video from them for the uh, instructor uh, video channel that we have. So if you guys, uh, that shouldn't be 
that shouldn't be too hard uh, for us to do. Those are all, yeah, those are all good ideas and, and uh, things that um, things could really make this a lot nicer. Uh, but we sure do need uh, we need the folks that are good with uh, promotions uh, and uh, also the IT folks. Those, you know, those those jobs always seem to be the bottlenecks. I always have more jobs in those areas than I do anywhere else. You know, and unfortunately, you know, everybody wants to. Everybody wants to plan KD and uh, and do that kind of stuff, but uh, we really need those uh, those support jobs um, to work on web pages and all that sort of thing. I really wish we could tap into some big time uh, uh, folks with uh, you know a lot of time to work on that stuff because we could make a lot of progress if we had it. Improving our public presence. Uh, Making better use of our, you know, our contact with the public and stuff like that, It'd be very important. Anyway, but just hoping somebody, somebody does uh, volunteer. You know, two weeks ago we were talking about this scout, and I asked if somebody wanted to help design a rifleman guarantee card. And uh, sure enough, uh, two days later I got one in the mail. By the way, so there is a success story there, uh, and we're just finalizing some of the words on it, and then we should be should be ready to go with that too. So we do have some success here. Okay, great. Uh, okay, good. Uh, I thought I saw somebody uh, that was uh, that was volunteering for that, and I had a uh, had a person this weekend who said that uh, if you still needed help with it, that uh, they would like to uh, to volunteer, and I said I would check. Uh, with you and see. So, uh, if you end up needing help, let me know and I'll contact them. Yeah, and, and uh, keep them on the hook, you know, because I have these I have these little projects all the time. Uh, if I know I've got somebody out there that's willing to to give us to take a shot at it, why well, uh, I can shoot that to them. I can shoot that to them pretty quick. Uh, but let me tell you, I have these. I have all these little things. Somebody can design web, you know, um, not websites. Um, Oh, okay. anyway, all that kind of stuff. Uh, getting late here, you know. <laughs> well, it can't be that late. What time is it? It's the same time it is at your house at eight fifty. Uh, what time you get up? What time you get up in the morning? Uh, usually about a quarter to five. Yeah. Okay. So I get up about a half hour before you do. Half hour, forty-five minutes before you do. I get up and I uh, uh, I make the coffee. And then uh, I start making or get the kids up, and I start making breakfast, and then I make everybody's lunch. I make uh, seven lunches uh, every morning, and uh, <laughs> send them off. And it used to be real easy because you know they were all they were all young, and they could you know, and uh, and so I would just make the lunch, and they would just have to eat it. And you know they were little kids, so they didn't know they could gripe about it. Uh, and then uh, they got older, and then they started griping about it. So now it's uh, uh, seven made-to-order lunches, and uh, <laughs> so it takes a little while to do that. But uh, but I want to make sure that they you know that they have a good lunch, and it's one way I can participate in you know in their day. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's a that's a nice thing. No, um, 
I'm looking forward to the Project 1000 stuff we've talked about tonight. I think we can do it. Uh, there's, you know, there's some uh, some good ideas here, and uh, always happy to hear some more ideas too from folks who've made things work. <laughs> right, and that's another thing. If you guys, uh, if anybody, you don't even have to be a member. Uh, you don't even have to be a, certainly not an instructor or anything else. If if, if you have some ideas on what you think will work to help uh, to help in any of the areas that we talk about uh, weekly on the show or, or even things that we haven't talked about. If anybody has any ideas, any suggestions, etc., uh, we are more than willing to listen uh, to these, and we need to uh, we need your suggestions. We need your comments or your questions. Uh, I'm always willing to listen to them. You can uh, PM me on the forum. Uh, you can send me a message to the radio station. I'm sure that uh, Moggett would be uh, just as uh, anxious to hear any suggestions or comments that you have. You can PM her uh, because it's going to take every one of us uh, to make this a success. What we're doing uh, is not a hobby. It's it's not a uh, a club thing. It's it's not just uh, a shooting thing. This is very, very important to the future of our nation. Uh, it's very, very important. And believe me, I, I, I tell myself that over and over again when, uh, when I'm really tired and I want to go to bed instead of answering emails or uh, when I'm on shoot number 20 or 22 for the year. Uh, you know, there has to it has to be more than a shooting club or a uh, you know a hobby to do that, and it is. It's a lot more important than that. Uh, believe me, if it was just a hobby thing, it's a, this this thing would have been done for me years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's very important that you understand uh, your place. Uh, in history, your place in helping to alter uh, the future of the nation, your place in helping to preserve the heritage and culture, uh, our rights, our freedoms, our liberties, uh, your place in this, and your place needs to be as an active participant in this. Uh, there's a lot of folks that, that are doing this, and believe me, uh, we're extremely grateful for them because uh, without you know, this is an all volunteer organization. Without uh, the help of uh, of the hundreds of people that are working on this, uh, it wouldn't be anywhere. At the same time, though, uh, if you look at the the number of members uh, just on the forum, there are thousands of them, and there are not thousands of folks that are helping. Uh, if I were to write down a list of the of the number of active folks that are working, it's very, it's scarily small. So, uh, so we need your help, and uh, and you need us. You need the Appleseed Project to be a success uh, in order to ensure that the rights, the freedoms, the liberties that you go to bed with tonight are going to be there in the morning when you wake up tomorrow and the day after, and that the nation that you hand to your children, 
to your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, to the, to the millions of people who you're never going to meet. You're never going to meet them. Just like the folks on April 19, 1775, knew there was no way they were ever going to meet you, all right? You were hundreds of years later and, uh, and, and many, many generations later. And yet without them, uh, you would be in a much different place. And we owe the same thing forward. You know, we can't repay the debt that we have, that we owe to the folks, the men and women who stood together in ranks on April 19, 1775. We can never fully repay them, okay? It's, it's, it's much too late for that. What we can do is to help ensure that the American Revolution which is different than the American Revolutionary War. The American Revolutionary War had a beginning and an end. The American Revolution was never designed to end. The American Revolution was designed to be a continually expanding experiment in American freedoms and liberties, both individual and collective liberties, to help ensure that that experiment does not fail, doesn't falter. That is where you are. That's where you should be plugging yourself in is fulfilling your responsibility and ensuring that the experiment doesn't fail. <clears throat> so I'm asking you guys to think about the list of jobs that, uh, that Moggs and I talked about tonight and uh, to all the ideas and stuff that we put forward. If you have anything that you can add to that, anything that you can, uh, uh, that you can become involved in, that you can help with, don't hesitate. Don't wait for somebody else to do it, all right? Uh, go ahead and put your name in there. Put your name in the hat. Put your name in, and, and don't, just, uh, don't just make it a little thing. Make it a big thing. You want to be a part of this program? You want to be a part of the leadership of this program? I'm telling you, there, there, are, no, uh, there are no barriers between you and a leadership position in the Appleseed Project. I'm telling you, you spin yourself up. Uh, you point yourself in the right direction and get going, and I can guarantee you, I guarantee you that there is a leadership position for you in this organization. I'm sure, Moggs, I'm sure that you can second me on that, right? Oh, you betcha, boy. I tell you, <laughs> I had so many jobs and projects, and, uh, you know, I'm probably, it's probably not proper to say this, but, you know, <laughs> Fred's got a lot more ideas than I have people to execute them. Oh, yeah. And the man never stops thinking and writing notes and, and, <laughs> and writing replies and threads about things that we could do and should do. And every one of them is a good idea. But it's holy. Now, I don't have enough people to do all that. Because, um, I mean, we're already, you know, we're already doing our, our 12 shoots. Uh, and we've all got jobs. And most people have families and... Uh, Holy cow, then, you know, it's another 20 to 40 hours a week trying to get all these projects going. I would be like, you know, if I, if I could double the number of people working on these projects overnight, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I could put them all to work. Every right. last minute. Right. So listen, so there it is. Uh, there's a place for you uh, in the program. Uh, I don't care who you are or or what you've done, there is a place for you in the program. There's a place for you in the leadership of the program. There's, it's just waiting for you. Right now what we have is we have, a, uh, we have like, a, uh, like an outline uh, of the program, 
and so it's like a uh, it's like kind of like a uh, like an empty skeleton, uh, or like a tree with uh, you know a thousand branches and one leaf on each branch. All right, and uh, so there's plenty of places for you, and there's plenty of branches that don't even have one leaf. So we are we're here, we're ready for you, and uh, we need you to become involved. Listen, thanks to everyone. Uh, Tonight, Moggett, thank you so much for uh, for calling in, helping with the show. Uh, we'll see everybody again this coming Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central. And, uh, um, and we'll see everybody then. So thank you, and uh, good night, everybody. Good night, Moggett. Bye-bye. All right.